What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of DIY Music. This is Brad, and uh, got a couple things here to talk about. Uh, one thing that was just kind of a larger concept. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta slow down. I'm already like rushing and excited. Um, kind of like a, a larger concept that I came up with to hopefully help me write projects, which I'm gonna be talking about. And right as soon as I hit record, I just remembered something that I saw on Instagram. Um, I don't recall the name of this company, but there is a new distribution channel out that uh, apparently it's free. You know, with a lot of those kind of services, of course, they're going to be taking more off the top. But I think if, you know, I, I don't know what that is, but I'm sure if you Google like, you know, free Spotify distribution or something, it'll come up, you know, like they're, they're going to be taking a bigger chunk. I don't even know what the percentage is. Don't quite recall the name of the company, but in any case like that, they are, they're going to be, I don't know how much, 50% tops or something. But I think that it's an interesting shift when you see, you know, companies like TuneCore, CD Baby, they've definitely got an established presence in that marketplace, but there's still room for new people to, to come in still. And, and, and there's other markets, you know, like I would, this thing just occurred to me just a second ago. Um, it might see an increase in non-musicians writing songs. I know that sounds kind of weird, but if you think about it with no cost barrier, people that don't really, you know, that might not necessarily be musicians, you know, they're like, Oh, I'll just put a single out, you know, record it on my phone for fun. Um, you know, which is definitely a great thing. The more people in music, the better. If that happens, though, it might be a little bit more difficult to cut through the noise. But hey, it's, you know, it's 2019 here. Everybody's got the technology and, and it, there's there's a lot of noise in, in the um, in, in the battlefield, I'll, I'll say. But it's, it's a very friendly battlefield. Um, but <laughs> so just crazy analogies here. Um, so, yeah, let, let's get into what I wanted to talk about for real. Um so I'll begin by kind of letting you all know my, um, you know, my, my strategy when it comes to putting out music and essentially there was no strategy. I would just, um, you know, just today I released a chill hop single and then next week I've got like a blues rock single. So in, in that sense, I'm, there's, there's no compass necessarily, you know, it's it's a lot of fun, though. I get to explore, you know, and, and everybody can, you know, explore whatever genre speaks to you, even if it's only for a week or two, you know, um, you're only going to learn stuff that you're, you know, that you can take with you. And, um, and, and I personally enjoy doing, you know, vastly different genres from from ambient to rock to chill hop, uh, to even rap sometimes, you know, I, I, I love it. Um, and, I, and I don't want to feel limited to any one particular genre. However, the flip side of that is the audience, you know, um, it's difficult to, you know, if you jump in an Uber and somebody says, Oh, you do music. What kind of music you do? You know, it's the elevator pitch is so much better. If you can say I do blues period, you know, in, instead of having to say I do ambient sometimes and chill hop sometimes, and I do this other thing sometimes, you know? So, so that's been my focus for this coming year or, or th this year is to try to narrow down exactly what I want to do, mainly for the listener, for, for an easier palatable package, I, I think of, um, of just saying like, Hey, this is the genre of music I do. So, the, you know, if somebody comes to the, 
music for you know ambient music and then they hear next year or sorry like <laughs> next week it's it's blues rock you know that could throw some people off and, and i'm starting to think about that more and more so to that end the idea i came up with is kind of like a, a mood board essentially or, or like a lookbook. i think in, in fashion they do that uh, and this would come in the form of playlists for me it'd be spotify playlists of taking other artists songs building a playlist and saying, this is the kind of album that I want to write. And I find that that direction, that, that compass really helps me as you start to write and, and put your energy into certain areas, be it writing or production or mixing or anything, you know, all that stuff can all go back to your original intention. And for this practice, I find that it can help me narrow my intention to something that's workable. So I made a playlist of a bunch of songs that I just liked. And, you know, I, I kind of have to refine it a little bit. You know, there, there's some stuff that's a little bit outside, but there's some cohesiveness to all the songs that I added to the playlist. Um, you know, there a lot of them have similar instrumentation uh, and very similar vocal styles as well. They all have vocoder. I tend to like that. You know, I don't know why. Um, dating back to when I first got into Zap with Roger Troutman, um, you know, that and Chad Valley and When Saints Go Machine and um, Polisia, all, all those groups tend to have like heavily affected vocals. And I just happen to love that sound. And a lot of that's in my playlist. So, so I know I'm more comfortable now knowing that, you know, I, I really truly love that sound and that's something that I want to put on a record, uh, even though I've done it time and time again, just having that. And, and then also, you know, if if you kind of lose focus, you can go back to those songs and say like, well, what did they do for a bridge? What did they do for a chorus? What do they do in terms of mixing and instrumentation? Um, as an example, um, I've been listening to Polisia. They're, they're, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but one of their songs, Amongst Her, um, dating back, I think, 2011, 2012, maybe 2014. Um, just, a, just a really solid record. Very cool. And the more I listened to that album, it just kind of dawned on me. It's like, there's no guitar in this. It's drums that are going like pretty wild in some cases, you know, just like just off the rails drum solos and bass and then vocals, which are like kind of duplicated, double panned. They're both, they're, they're both very affected with vocoder and delay. But, you know, they've got the left channel that has more of that effect and then the right channel, which has less of that effect. And because of the lack of guitar, you're able to kind of really feel the impact of the vocals with all of their effects, you know, delay going all over the place. And, you know, the, the pacing of the vocals is pretty quick, too. And now that I'm talking about this, it just occurred to me that when Saints Go Machine, um, a, another band that I'm just absolutely in love with, um, they also kind of tend to have less instrumentation and more vocals, just kind of clearing space for the uh, affected kind of abnormal vocals, you know, not what you would normally hear on any other record, um, just providing space for them to exist and, and to be given attention without having to think like, oh, what's, what's the guitar doing, this and that, you know, just really just bass and some drums and, and vocals and a very kind of stripped down yet accented approach. And that was all just because I made the playlist, you know, just kind of listening to those songs and, and seeing what they did for production and 
um, and, and essentially making your own little albums from other people's songs of saying, you know, like, what if I did an album like this of like, uh, you know, like all B sides from, you know, eighties rock or something, you know, put together a nice thing. Like, you know, like we got like a ballad, uh, just have like a, for, for an album, a nice variety, some, some nice mix of, you know, like, like a love song, a drinking song, a beach song, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, when, when they do the, um, uh, it's been a while with pitch sheets or something like that around Nashville. Um, I, I don't know if that's the correct name, but, uh, you know, at, at the major label level, uh, especially within country music, they, they will do that of saying like, you know, for this next record, we want three love songs, two drinking songs, one song about a truck, one funny song, one sad song, you know, and, and that's how they build their album before they even, you know, record anything. They kind of lay it out like that. And, um, uh, you know, even though it's nothing new and I've seen it before 10 years ago, it just kind of reoccurred to me all over again. It's like, yeah, I think that's uh, probably worthwhile to uh, practice to start doing. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to jump on here and share that with everybody. Um, I'm off to hopefully a, a nice, relaxing weekend. going to be playing some video games. Um, and I got the Volca series, got that all hooked up, got the mix, Volca mix and all, all that good stuff. So I'm going to be messing around with that. Um, probably a lot of guitar too. Um, so that is what's on the agenda for me. And I think I might also cover uh, Transit by Finesse. I was, I was playing some Finesse the last time I did an episode here. And uh, it's like one chord. Like, <laughs> there, there, there's a, uh, see already there's kind of like a, a thread running through my musical taste that I'm able to see. Uh, the song that I might cover, it's really got one power chord, a bunch of, you know, digital noises and some vocals, and that's it. And I think that I could, you know, throw a vocoder on that, make the vocals, the acapella vocals seem pretty interesting, and then just boom, just hit that one single power chord when the time comes. And so that's what I'm going to be up to. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram at the National Pool if you want to say hey. And hope you're all doing great. And I'll talk to you soon. Peace.